career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? Divorce is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. Kids are gone. Now what? I'll never find love. Why can't I be like the other guys? Hey guys, gay, straight, and everything in between. It's time to get a grip. Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus life. Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. All right, guys, we are back with another episode of 40 Plus Real Men, Real Talk. And you know what? Sometimes bros, you just got to hang out with your bros. You got to go to the places where guys hang out. And I'm not necessarily talking about the gyms or the sporting events or, you know, the places where you go chase tail. You need to hang out with guys and be with guys and help yourself grow. And I know for myself and my guest, we have found the value of what it means to really go be in those bro spaces where you can get vulnerable, you can have other guys help you face your shit and be yourself. And I'm bringing a buddy of mine who's been on my other podcast. Andrew Newman is back. He's an author. He, he does a lot of other stuff, but I love that he is a guy that fully dives into going, I'm a guy and I need to have my time with other guys whether it's in a retreat space or a conference space to help myself grow. So that's all I'm going to say. Now it's Andrew's show. He's going to tell us everything that he gets <laughs> from hanging with the guys and learning from the guys. So, okay, I'll shut up. It's all yours, buddy. You know, Rick, uh, firstly, great to be back with you. I, I was, I was the, the, the kid who went through all male education in South Africa under the apartheid South African regime in uh-huh. a school that was, that was a church-based school and everything was about, uh, control. The entire society yep. was about control. The relationship with teachers about control. And at a certain point in my life, I realized that I had way more female friends than male friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of my male friends started to uh, change. Yeah. And at the same time, I started to change because of the healing work that I was doing. And I said to them, what are you doing? And they said, look, uh, we've discovered uh, what men's circles are about. Yeah. And I said, I've got to go and I've got to go find out. I've got to get into that. And guys, we're not talking about like circle jerks here. We're talking about men's circles where you open up and you really talk to each other. You get stuff out and you do stuff. So when, when did this really start to happen for you, man? Because I know for me, the first real men's, I would say the real first men's intervention thing that I participated in was about a year and a half after I came out of the closet and it was at a gay men's retreat. And I was like, Oh my God, there's other guys who really get this. That It's <laughs> beyond just let's be guys, you know? So right. what about you? When was it for you? Yeah. 2006, I attended a three day, uh, men's weekend run by the mankind project. Yep. Um, this was, I went through it in South Africa, but the mankind project's been all around the world yep. and this three day weekend. I mean, I, I was terrified about my, about relating with men. It was, it was super hard for me and we didn't have a language that, that met kind of my, uh, uh, authentic, authentic space. I didn't feel like I could really be authentic. Like I was going to get shot down. I was going to get teased. I was going to get bullied. Yep. All of the stuff that happened at school was still running in the story with me. And we came through this weekend with like a band of brothers. There were 32 men who went through the weekend. There were 55 men on staff who were, who were running it. It's like, this is not one guru at the front telling me how right. to live my life. This is, this is a group of men who've all been through the same journey. Um, and I started sitting in, uh, in weekly men's circles after that. Mm. Um, 
uh, in South Africa, later in Scotland, and yes. now in America. And I've just mm -hmm. stuck with it. It's become, it's become one of the cornerstones of my, uh, my week. And what's the thing that you find most? And I know that's a, like a big question because there's lots of things, I'm sure. But what's something that you find you get most out of being connected to these kinds of circles? Uh, safety and belonging. In the, in the simplest of forms. Yeah. Um, and, and one of my favorite things about the particular type of safety is that there's a lot of challenge and there's safety mm. for me to challenge other men and, and invite them into being, you know, uh, fuller versions of themselves and, and for me to receive those challenges. And it, it's just so different to be challenged in an inviting safe space than, than to, you know, be, uh, uh, be bullied and whipped in the old, the old, uh, 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 way that just doesn't, society's changing. That doesn't work for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the challenging piece because I remember the very first one that I went to, I, and I'm going to admit, I, I at times can have a really big ego and it's something that I have worked on because of these kind of groups to really let my ego come to the forefront and then watch somebody slap the shit out of it and go, mm -mm. <laughs> this is, this is going away, buddy. So get ready for it. But I remember standing there and it's always interesting because the men's circles that I've been involved in are the men's retreats, either, you know, conferences, whatever, but the ones that are really tight knit and everything, there's always that one guy, the one guy that represents my father. And that's the person that pushes my fucking button big time. <laughs> And I know that's why I'm there because I need that reminder of we're not done yet. You're not done with this yet. And right. it's so interesting. You know, even as I just said those words, I could always, I, I can actually kind of feel my skin getting a little prickly going. Yeah. I think it's about time for me to do another one of those because I need right. to do a little more work. But um, so as you've gone that, through that this, plays out all the time, Rick, those, yes. those, 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 those projections are playing out all the time. And this is one of my favorite parts of a, uh, a, a typical man project men circle, mm -hmm. you know, we'll go through an arrival process. We'll deal with accountability. Are we in account with the agreements that we made for ourselves, right? Nobody else is telling us, but we made it for ourselves. And if I'm asking you to trust me, then I want to be transparent with you about whether or not I fulfilled my agreements. Yeah. And then there's this little thing that we call a clearing and the clearing is exactly what you just spoke to. Now there's a man. I look across the circle and, and the poor guy's done nothing. Right. Nothing to me. <laughs> and I've decided that he's an a-hole and, yep. um, and I want to rip his head off. Yep. And, like, and, it, and, and, and we've got a process there that you can come into and go, okay, let's do a clearing. Let's clean this mm -hmm. up. Because mm -hmm. I can't be present to what's happening in myself or in the other men. And I can't support them if I've got this charge inside of me. Right. And, and uh, and it's just such a beautiful thing because there's this ownership at some point where it's like, oh, where do you recognize his behavior from? What are your mm -hmm. judgments? What are the facts here? Now that we've got that and we've got your feelings and they're all out and they've been cleaned up, we can see the separation between data, judgments, and feelings. Um, can you take back the projection exactly. and own it as your own material so that yeah. you can be in right relationship with this man? And it's like, it's, oh, yes. okay. Relief. You know, it's this, it's an interesting thing that this men's work has helped me see. And I know a lot of guys listening to this own up to it, guys. A lot of this comes with that father energy that we have. <laughs> and, and then once you are a father, it gets actually worse. So I'm just going to admit that. But um, it's been interesting to watch myself become self-aware of this. And 
I hate to say it. Thank God your name isn't Michael because I have <laughs> real issues with Michaels. I figured that out. Every wow. guy that I've done work with in some way, whether it's men's work or business work, if their name is Michael, oh, they are the epitome of my dad. And my dad's name is not Michael, but it's just so funny because I started seeing this pattern. It's like when I butt heads, it's like, ooh, it's Michael. Ooh, ooh, it's that Michael. Ooh. I mean, there are like five Michaels in my life in the last 20 years. I'm like, Okay. And poor Michaels, anybody that are out there, I love you, but you know what? We're probably not going to do good. I'm just going to be honest because I just instantly the wall comes up and, and I know this is, again, it's a beautiful thing for me to be aware of. And, um, I remember right after I had the first awareness and this was maybe a year and a half into my coming out journey. So I hadn't met George, my husband yet. And this guy named Michael, <laughs> <laughs> we went out on a date and I had already had this first awareness of, okay, this last Michael I'd been with in a retreat setting, he just pushed my buttons. He reminded me of that. And I felt so sorry for this guy at the end of the day. Cause I just finally said, you know what? I have to admit my shit here. <laughs> this isn't going to work and it has nothing to do with you. This is all me, but I have really bad reputations with Michael's because they represent my dad. And I went through the whole story. I wasn't even through the whole story. And he starts laughing. I'm like, what are you laughing about? And he goes, well, I have this thing with Rick's. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. And we actually did end up dating for a while, but it was more of a dating fun friendship sort of thing. Like, okay, we could go out and hang. And then we really knew we weren't good for each other as far as we could never be together. It was just, but it was a good friendship and it was a friendship that lasted for quite a while, but it was so interesting to step into that self-awareness space of, okay, this really isn't the cause of it, but what I'm projecting onto this is so huge. And I think that's the thing. A lot of guys, not just guys, but people in general, I'm going to go for us guys because us guys, I think tend to do this because we don't know what to do with our energy. Sometimes we we're told to hold our emotions in and all this other thing. And then suddenly everything gets projected out and like a bomb. It's like, okay, you take that one and you take, you know, and then, suddenly we're tearing the whole world apart with our bullshit. So right. Yeah. So yeah. What, we got to, we got to find another way to do that. And I mean, this is, this is certainly one of those options and, you know, for, for, uh, for many, uh, many men and for me at different times, it's been like, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to be like in the boxing class. I'm going to use right. that to uh, express this, but, but there is something about uh, being heard that I find important. Um, mm. And, and what I find fascinating is, is in, in, 12, 13 years of sitting in circle, there's always something new. There's, there's, mm -hmm. there's, some, there's some similar themes, but, but we come around a corner and it's like, and somebody's got an edge that is different and needs some help with it. And, and, and uh, you know, yes, it might be like themes of work, uh, big, big things, work and relationships. So, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're purpose-driven creatures as men. Um, and uh, and to, to work into... Um, you know, each man in the Mankind Project has, a, has their own individual mission. Yep. Um, for example, my mission, I, I create a joyful world by in uh, a joyful and inviting world by inviting people to gather and by asking what's bringing you joy. Now, they, I got a shadow on this. And my shadow mission is that I create an extremely serious world by controlling the fuck out of everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> And, 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 you know, they say you, you, you got to choose which wolf to feed here. Exactly. Uh, 
And so I can spend, if, if I spend my entire life working on this mission going, you know, today, what am I doing to create joy? Who am I inviting? Um, what am I inviting them to? Um, and, and I get to the end of my week and I go, you know, hey, that's good. I've got a weekend coming up and I've invited people to brunch. I'm in line with my own purpose and mission and I'm creating my world to be the way that I want it to be. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and there's an autonomy and there's a, a power and there's a, and then there's this accountability. I've got a weekly accountability partner. We talk Mondays and Fridays. Mm -hmm. um, he happens to have gone through the men's work and that was a choice for me because I knew that we'd have the same language. Um, and when I get to Friday and I've done what I said I was going to do, we celebrate. Let that live because that's something that again, my critical mind doesn't give me the chance to see my own victories. Yep. And so I'm getting the support here from another man and from, from a, a scaffolding process that said, this is what I want to achieve. Holy shit. I did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's interesting because I don't think we as men in general, give ourselves the permission to celebrate stuff. Yeah, we watch a game, you know, we watch a football game, soccer game, whatever. We celebrate our team, great. Or, you know, we make this thing happen. We sell, but I don't think we celebrate the stuff that really matters, you know, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna just be totally transparent here. And this is like Lubrick's little psychology couch real quick. So I, I decided I'm really gonna get some weight off and I, I've committed, I've done some stuff towards that. And then I kind of got sucked into a meal replacement thing. I'm like, okay, yes, this will do it. And a friend of mine's one of the coaches. And then as soon as I got the stuff, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. This does not inspire me. And I stepped back from it yesterday and I thought, why did I do this? And it suddenly hit me because, Rick, you jump at these things because you think it's going to be the thing. When in reality, you have more success when you take the cart and you drive the horse. Right. It's not because it's quick, it's easy. Like So for the last week and a half, building up to getting ready to start this thing, I have been like, okay, I know I need to get back into eating on a frequent basis, eating the right stuff, getting to the gym. Now I do have a trainer, so and he's amazing. I love it that he's not like right there breathing down my neck, but every morning I get my workout on my phone. I go, I do my thing. He shows me how to do stuff in his videos. It's all working. I'm driving the cart. Suddenly, as soon as I get this box full of garbage that I was supposed to eat, I'm like, oh, no, 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 this isn't going to work because that doesn't motivate me. But I had to learn the lesson of Rick. Once again, you signed up for something and okay, you signed up for it, but it's not going to satisfy you. So my lesson to myself is listening to don't sign up for stuff because you know it's probably not going to satisfy you. Go do the stuff, explore it before you do it. And this is what being involved in men's work has helped me do. It's opened me up to see my own stuff. Sometimes it's not pretty. Most <laughs> of the time it's pretty fucking ugly. But it, it definitely gets you there. Um, so you know, what do you we, feel like the thing you've learned the most from this, man? What's something you really feel like you learned the most from being in this work? It, uh, it and he's thinking, guys. Me. Just letting you know he's thinking. I, you know, th there's a... There's a balance between vulnerability and power mm. Mm. That, um, that I've had to learn because my role models were power heavy and vulnerability averse. And, uh, and, and I, feel like, I feel like I've learned that. I feel like and I can show up in places, not collapse into my vulnerability 
and and go into a drama festival and not go overtly into my control um, mm. that uh, that makes me king of the castle and everybody else a minion. Uh, I think that I've learned how to uh, have vulnerability and power coexist. It doesn't always feel good. It can feel mm. like like really really tricky but this is you know this is Brené Brown's territory of leadership yep. and vulnerability mm-hmm. and uh, and um, I give myself a pat on the back because I could watch when I get it right you know and it's like mm-hmm. well hey, yeah exactly it, it's wouldn't that, have been able to do that 10 years ago got it now yeah and I, I think the the power vulnerability piece is like at the crux of this for most people but I think for us as men especially if you've been socialized in that space of you're a man, you're supposed to do this. This is how men are supposed to show up. This is, you know, it's all very power driven and we're not given permission to be vulnerable. But the moment we are given that permission, which guys listen up, you have to give yourself the permission. Don't expect anybody else to give you the permission to be vulnerable. You have to give yourself permission to do it. Things begin to shift and you open up and you start to see the world in a different way. And I don't know, you can pretty much move some amazing mountains. But it is this beautiful balance, as you said, Andrew. That's why I like you. You're so smart. That's the only reason I even <laughs> called you to be on this program. So, but, um, sometimes smart. Sometimes I'm not always. And this, is, and this is why I've got the support of good guys to point out when I'm not being so smart. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I think it's interesting, too, when you allow yourself to step into these spaces. And for those of you guys that this is your first interaction with the two of us, which will be for many of you, but we actually got connected through um, a conference called World Domination Summit. And it's a friendship that's just kind of grown over the years that we don't see each other a lot. We interact a lot online every once in a while. But I think the synergy was there's this brotherhood that happens when you are doing the work and you can sense it in somebody else. You can feel it you know that there's a, there's a camaraderie here. And sometimes that's all you need to get that first step going is just going, yeah, here's another like type bro that really kind of gets this stuff. And it, that may be the only thing you get is that first initial hit to get you started and get you moving in that direction. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, good one stuff. Of, one of the, the things that I see around the world that I like, and it came out of Australia, if I have it right, is the men's shed movement mm. where uh, there's this, uh, essentially a, a community tool shed with a, with a make a space attitude. Yeah. Um, but uh, often it's the retired men who have uh, the time on their hands to be creating mm-hmm. um, and then, and also to be mentoring. And, oh, that's uh, awesome. and so just by going in one of these spaces and going, Hey, I want to, I want to, I want to build something. I want to knock together a cabinet for the corner in my, mm-hmm. my room. I don't know how to do it, but there's somebody who's done it before and there's the resources of the tools. Um, I'd like one of those in my neighborhood that uh, I, 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 I love tinkering with wood and I don't know very much about it. So mm-hmm. uh, that, that's uh well, and I think the thing that this whole conversation has really brought forward as you were talking, it's like, there's so many guys out there that are in the same space that you are, you just don't realize it. And it's okay to say, okay, here's what I want. Here's what I desire. It may not be the normal quote bro thing that some yeah. people might think, but you're going to find, you're going to find your guys and you got to trust it. And that's the core of really trusting this men's work and and oh, I, whatever level you wanted to go at it, you don't necessarily have to do mankind projects or any of those things, but find one. You can find them. It can be a simple meetup. I know we have a meetup here locally that 
just by us running it and it's for gay men, just because it's a social thing, I have seen some transformations happen. Hmm. Guys that normally wouldn't be as vulnerable and say and share some of the things that they do just because there's a space being held for them. So, uh, so, okay. You have proven once again, man, to be like, you know, a man of the hour. Uh, I'll keep you on the friends list. You, you show up, you do stuff. You're still, you know, handsome and all that other stuff too. And you know, ladies, you, well, there's no, well, there might be ladies miss listening. Cause I know there's going to be some women like, okay, you need to go listen to this podcast. He's really good. <laughs> do it. Trust That's us, right. you know, so, uh, but Hey man, thanks so much for being here, brother. I love our conversations. Can't wait till we, I don't know. We'll bump into some, each other somewhere on the globe. We will indeed. Yeah. You're a good man. Right? Thanks again for sharing that. I love this conversation, brother. That's a wrap for 40 plus real men, real talk where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus real men, real talk where the conversations continue.